Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast here. Go to Big Ten football-specific podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Uh, as always, we kindly ask you to share this podcast with a friend, interact on Twitter, all kinds of good stuff that gets our listeners' uh, numbers up and up, which we always like to see. Uh, speaking of, there was a little feedback from somebody on Twitter that chastised us for talking even a little bit about Oh, yeah, teams that was great. Outside the bank, I liked it. Which was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's a fair point. So. And I love the dedication there. He's going back and listening to last Seriously, year's podcast. I That blows my mind. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, he, just recently, he's came upon the one where we talked about it was the Purdue Ohio State week. Yeah. So that's good stuff. That was your your victorious prediction of, of That's why I brought it up. I yeah. was hoping you would yeah. read. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so it's been a while since we have recorded. The cool thing is we are back in our foundation. Yes. We are in the downstairs athletic club. Feels good. I'm soaking it in. Man. I know. Uh uh, not any fault of Big Kurtz, but because of mine, this is all you. This is 100% all me. Furniture had to be moved out and then back in. Uh, luckily, the second time without me lifting a finger. Um, but now we are we are back in our roots in the downstairs athletic club, which is it feels like this is where we're supposed to be recording. Yeah, but it's it's been a while just that we since we've rec- recorded. It know? has, and that's um, maybe kind of both of us on that one a little bit. But I like to think, and I think I said this in like. Two podcasts ago, we should be able to get on to a every two week, and then yeah. very quickly, very quickly, yeah, down in to fact, one one week I podcast would say in the next couple weeks, really. Yeah, because as we Definitely record this, this is the last day of June. Yeah, so July is coming. Definitely by the end of July. Yeah, be back to the weekly editions. Yes, yes. And I find myself sitting there and longingly staring at the microphones, wishing we were recording. Me too. So. Um, I've been longingly looking at my uh, magazines. I've got three magazines. I haven't dug too ready deep to yet, go. but nope. I, I got started a little bit on Friday night. Yeah. Doing some research. Yeah. I'm. It's like I said in a previous podcast, post July 4th. Yeah. That's when, that's when it's, I can't wait any yeah. longer after that point. So it's time, baby. Um, so Big Kurt's going to kind of take it away after this. It's basically just a whole bunch of housekeeping items is kind of how it works. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping. Well, not a whole bunch, but let's start off with USA Today. Dan Wolken reporting the NCAA Division One Council has approved updated guidelines that will restrict transfer waivers for immediate eligibility. So they basically, what they've done here is they've kind of clarified what the rules are, at least a little bit. At least that's what they're attempting to do here. So I'll give them credit for trying. I still think the NCAA sucks, and they're still going to have their their preferences for who transfers <coughs> and who doesn't. It. But, yeah. um, okay, and if you just said this, shame on me, but we, we still don't know if it's a definite you transfer, you sit out a year, or – because what I've just heard on the radio was th- they're still hashing through that. Exactly. They, they're Basically, all they're, they're saying is we plan to make it more transparent. Yeah, they're kind of that's their attempt is to make it a little more transparent and more definite. Like here, here is how it happens when it gets approved. Here's how you don't get approved. One thing, and this is strange. I don't, it's not really new, but they're, they're clarifying this. Um, 
in cases where a team is kind of, or a kid is kind of kicked off or encouraged to leave, the original institution has to provide written proof that that happened. Which like, is, it's just yeah. ridiculous. I, what, it's like letting what, the fox in the hen house, right? Right. When, when are they ever? So basically, they have to admit that that they were wrong. Correct. Yeah. So, so, Who's going to do that? I, I can't imagine I mean, anybody. Institutions do it. Illinois did it for a basketball player last year that transferred, and they said, "Yeah, go ahead, give them immediate eligibility." Unless it's something as simple as, yes, uh, the change in offensive coordinator and philosophy does not fit in with right. what we view, you know, for this player when he originally committed something and like that. Based on what I know of the Tate Martell incident, that's exactly what Ohio State did. Like they said, this he just doesn't fit in here. He he should be going somewhere else. Okay. So, I don't know. We'll see if that changes anything. But, Did you know that the percentage of approvals is sixty eight percent, which is actually down from the previous year. Yeah, by two percent, just barely, but down from seventy percent. The requests for immediate eligibility up from one hundred fifty to two hundred fifty in the last year. But it feels like it went from twelve. to I know. Five hundred. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just, that's the power of the media. Right? So do you think Luke Ford had an influence on this? Yeah, I do. Do you think Big Kurt had an influence on this? Sure. Me cursing at, at Mark Emmert in the NCAA? What if oh, he heard it? How proud would you be <laughs> Oh my God. If, if you somehow back channels found out that Mark Emmert heard that podcast? That's a drop the mic. I'm done. I'm done podcasting. <laughs> That would that would have to if there is like some sort of gold podcasting hall of fame. Yeah, I think that would get into it. But yes, I think all of the Luke Ford and just the general shenanigans. Um, heard a lot more about it this week. Probably people are <laughs> sick of hearing about it to a certain degree. But I feel like everybody has come to the conclusion that whether whatever the rule is, make it. It's it's just like anything else. Like what I try to do in the business world all the time. Yeah. Make it kiss black roll. and white. Kiss roll. Keep it simple, right. stupid. And what I typically hear is first transfer, no no shackles. Go where you want to go. Second transfer. That's what a lot of people or are saying. Or third, yeah. you have to sit out a year. I think me and you are in agreement that first transfer, sit out a year. I th- yeah, yeah, I think this is very simple. Transfer wherever the hell you want. You sit out a year. Okay. All the time, 100%. So... What I find interesting about this, and maybe this can kind of lead into the the UConn lead, leaving yeah. the, uh, the AAC, AAC. Yeah. okay, um, which I totally get. They want to go to the Big East because they found out, oh, we're not a football school, right? <laughs> we're never going to be. That was basketball driven all the way, right? Correct. So yeah. let's go back. Um, the point I'm trying to make here is I, I think you could make an argument that, that these two things are, are tied. Why? Because it is the general big business of football. Mm-hmm. Um, what UConn tried to do was cash in on the big business of football yeah. and found out that not everybody can do it. Right. Like it's, it's, you know, right. not, not, not everybody's the same. Right. Um, what I keep hearing and is, we just got to do. I just heard it this week. Okay. We just got to do what's good for the student right. athletes. Yeah. And so that's everyone... why you typically hear about that the, they should just be immediately eligible. Mm-hmm. The, the the guy I heard talking this week immediately then went into, but overall, what I'm mostly concerned about is the health of the sport. And okay. to me, there, there's times where you can't have your cake. No, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. yeah. So because again, it the, everybody is trying to make it too simple. 
in that, oh, UConn leaves, you know, conference realignment, whatever. Uh, maybe we go to super conferences, whatever. Uh, student athletes immediately eligible. Yeah, no big deal. Start paying the athletes. Right. Yes, yeah. obviously, we should start paying the athletes. Has anybody really sat and thought that all of these changes could be Detrimental catastrophic to the, to the, to the sport that yeah. we all love? No, I guess I, I don't know that anybody thinks that way. I, I and and I'm I am on I talk out of two sides of my mouth with the, the pay the athletes thing. Yeah. The only thing that I'm willing to listen to is that you should have ownership to your likeliness. That that's a whole Pandora's box but too, though. You, it is. You got to like, be careful with that. Once the toothpaste is out, yeah, can't put it back in. But but again, I and I, I hate to beat a dead horse, but people act like it's oh yeah, it's just we got, you got to pay the athletes. You I mean, pay it, them. in a simple world, like, stop I, and think. I agree with the likeness thing too, but I I I don't know. It's just not that simple. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, this isn't a simple. It's world. It's really not. And to clarify a little bit here, they the there are different types of waivers. The one that Luke Ford applied for, they kind of reiterated that they're not really changing those rules. Like it's you've still got to transfer within a hundred miles of the school you want to trans you, you have to be living in within a hundred miles of the school you want to transfer to, which is arbitrary and stupid. Let's just choose a, a round number. You know how many power five schools are within a hundred miles of Luke Ford's home? Zero. Right. Yeah. You know what the closest one is? Illinois. So but again Having the caveat of sick relative, yeah, and it's got to be don't, immediate don't family you, member. They, okay. They've they've clarified that, so it can't be an uncle. Cannot it's literally be an uncle be or a parent, gran- grandparent, immediate or, family. Yeah, or if you have a child or whatever. Yeah, but couldn't your uh, couldn't couldn't Grandpa Martha just pretend that she's ailing of cancer? I, I mean, I, I hate to be sure. Yeah. Okay. So again, go back to the kiss rule. You either sit but out also, a year or you, you get immediate I agree. I agree. But they also said in in those circumstances, you need documented proof of that, too, of the sick okay. relative. Okay. So, right. anyway, they're they're kind of just, you know, clarifying the rules is yeah. what they're trying to do here. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, of course, not before Shea Patterson, Justin Fields, Tate Martell all got approved for their waivers. Now we're going to clarify it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so, you want to go back to the UConn thing? UConn leaving the AAC to go to the big East, any ramifications you, you can see, I guess on a larger scale to back to what we're talking about is the, the interesting thing is the AAC just signed a ginormous TV yeah. contract. So when they signed that contract, they had what? 12 teams. Yeah. They're down the to league. 11 now. Now they're down to 11, which technically you can't have a championship game with 11 teams. So something's got to be up there. Yeah. Um, or does UConn, are they allowed to stay in the AAC for football, but they get to the, go to the Big East? That, for see, that's what I'm wondering. If if, if that's something that, can but be would the out. AAC even allow that? I don't know. But if it, maybe they have to allow it, so it's not breach of contract with the big TV deal. So a lot of people are now starting to talk about this idea again of the Power Five breaking away from yeah. the NCAA. Yep, and that was another one. They somebody just oh, it's going to happen, and he just acted like yeah, it's no big deal. It's going to happen. But it then could, it could be a big deal. Could be a gigantic deal. I don't know that you can break away in just football and say, well, the rest of our sports still want to be part of the NCAA. Are they going to allow that? I it, I don't think so. It literally took you, I'm guessing, 0. 0.3 <laughs> seconds of reason to come up with that. Yeah. On why much. that would be a sticky situation. Yeah. 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 yeah I agree. Um, the well, other he, thing, the other thing too is this: um, a uh, a certain listener came up with 
the uh, five power five conferences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think 14 teams in each conference. It was something like okay. that. Maybe even 16. I'd have to look at it again. Doing um, super conferences, essentially. Super conferences. Okay. okay. Um, so pretty much I, I, every power five team that's currently a power five yep. team. And then add like in. Central there was, there was Florida, South Florida. Florida. Yep. Yep. Um, Boise. So what do you do with the Zips? The Akron, do with Zips? Akron Zips. What do you do with, you know, uh, the, so what I'm getting at is essentially there'd be three division one. Three division ones, yeah. FCS. Right. The, the power five group of five and, and then whatever that group of fives left right. over Do, doesn't that sound horrible it sounds kind of horrible as, i mean at least for the group of five that's left over because they're going to be totally marginalized right completely marginalized. yeah who's going to care about them anymore nobody no but is the argument that's how it is now but okay in so in a perfect world forget about the ncaa do you think it's a good idea for the power five to be on their own is it a healthy thing <laughs> no for them i know I believe it is a the power of the top and the money it generates helps more universities and, and kids, student athletes. Yeah. To the more money that's out there that can be brought down in there is is huge to me. Okay, but if you're Alabama and Ohio State, do you really want to be carrying up everyone no, else's weight? I and I understand that, but maybe every now and then there's a greater a greater good to look at. Okay. Um, whatever, let's call it 65 teams mm-hmm. times 85 scholarships. Yep. Horrible at math, but whatever. Whatever That's that comes out to be. Okay. <laughs> that That is a lot less scholarships than 130 times 85 is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. If those, that middle ground group, that group of five, they start getting picked off and dying because there's not enough money left to run yeah. the football program. Each time a program leaves, that's 85 kids in the country yeah. that couldn't get a Division One scholarship. Yeah. That's a big deal, right? I guess so. Okay. I think it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal for the and, – and if high school kids, more and more high school kids say, there's l- less and less of a chance for me to get a scholarship of any kind, there's less and less kids playing football. Okay. Right? Yeah, I guess so. But, okay. I mean, it's just the free market doing its thing, right? I, I do understand that. I do understand. And, and and one thing I've learned recording this podcast is you wind up talking out of two sides of your mouth because <laughs> yes. I can see both sides. But right. I, I compare this to, not to go way off on the tangent, but w- with the NFL, okay, there's, I think there's 54 uh, roster spots that you have. Yeah. Why isn't there 65? I've always wondered that about why, the NFL. Why are, why, is there, why are there so few roster spot I mean, that I guess, is a multi billion dollar right. and i league. guess it's just because the owners don't want to pay more players that's of course what it but is but don't you th- like you should be able to make 10 11 more guys right but millionaires you, are almost millionaires per team i've thought this for years when you watch the nfl all teams are incredibly thin of course right they are. like injuries are so huge in the nfl because every team is thin yes compared to like the college game yes and you talk about depth in college i mean I mean, NFL teams but would it, love but, to have that. I mean, if you add some, let's just call it 10 roster spots to each team times 32 teams, right? Yeah. That's 320 guys that yeah. can get more guys and get a paycheck. Well, let's call up Roger Goodell. But but does do you not think that equates out to what we're kind of saying here? If, yeah, I see the similarities. Yeah. Yeah. 
you don't seem like you're completely on board with me with that. I don't know. I just, I think maybe we should move on. <laughs> okay, all right, let's move on. Uh, okay, so um, Iowa's alternate uniforms. Have you oh, seen these? Is that why you wanted to move on? <laughs> I just wanted to yeah. keep it keep it rolling here. Okay, well, so I, who am I to who am I to uh, question the uh, the uniform Nazi over here? But all right, so no, go ahead, go ahead. First of all, this is just, just describe them for the listeners. It is a lot of gold, gold jersey, yes, gold breeches, black helmet. But they went with like a, a little bit wider stripe, I think, yep. of gold. Yeah. But then the one thing that really stood out to me is when they pan back and sh- showed the whole uniform yeah the glowing white shoes yeah. against the gold like everything no, the, is black and no, gold the, the you should have are, the black yeah. shoes well let me let me ask you this um I, I was coming back from a business trip in wisconsin i was swamped all week okay um had to stop at a uh, roadside gas station i dm'd you is that the first time you you saw them? I I was gonna say I had to stop at a ro- I had to stop at a roadside gas station and to thank use the God facilities. You were I pulled up Twitter for the first time in six hours, and somehow I think all of it is uh, intertwined together because that was the first time I saw. Anyways, point I'm trying to make is I I was not prepared for that. There so was you, no, no rumblings. No at Iowa all. fans knew wow. that announcement was coming, or, or if they did, I I completely missed it. Kirk Ferentz that, playing it yeah, close to the vest. All of a sudden, it was out. Um, so it took me a good 48 hours to like ingest it. Yeah. Now the one thing I would say, did you see the video and the photo op where they had the, the, uh, real hawk, hawkeye. Yeah. Hawk that was, that was, that was scary. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to do that. No well, way. I just thought how horrible it'd be if that thing pecked the eyeballs out of AJ Epinesa. Yeah. But, um, okay. So my first reaction was quite honestly, I was mortified. Yeah. And then, as you um, should have been. I realized <laughs> my brother pointed out because there's eight of us on a text message. We're uh, all in our forties or older, you know, yeah. and uh, we're all talking about how we don't like them. Sure. And my brother texted out, "Well, obviously the Iowa athletic department has missed out in the all important white guys age forty <laughs> yeah. to fifty five demographic." Right. So did he? Did he ask his son if he liked them? Yes, he loved them. He loved them. Yes. See, that's all and that matters. Then I was warmed. It warmed sure. my heart to see a ton. Of the replies, and I every single time it was somebody that was like, "Oh, those are so," and then like the fire emoji or yeah. whatever. It was always you could tell a younger person. Okay, and so isn't that what we're that's what we're going for here? here? Yeah, sadly. But uh, so the 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 take from the Iowa fan base is older fans, not so much younger fans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To quote now, Seinfeld, younger fans, hotsy hotsy. <laughs> older fans, Nazi Nazi. Right. Um. Um. Let me ask you this, though, to to okay. use a, a big Kurt phrase. If the britches mm-hmm. were black. I would be on board. Okay. I would love it. That. So my guess is it's the, the all they've. Uh, this is actually the third or fourth alt uniform yeah. they've gone with. Um, every other alt uniform is black. Real black. Yeah. So I think they finally got to the point where like, how yeah. many different ways can we do black? In fact, I was thinking of the exact same thing. Just change the pants to black. Then I think I, I would if love they it. would have done that, it would have, it would have been awesome. Then it would have been the fire emoji from me. That um, close. Because the t- I, I think the, the wings I was going to point out the wings. Are, are pretty cool. It, and the it's black a throwback. Trim, yeah. It's a throwback to, to the, the like, 95-ish right. team. 94, 95. The, the Everybody peels. called them banana peels. Yeah. They were supposed to be feathers, right? Well, yeah, wings then. Yeah. yeah. 
which I li- I enjoyed the nod to those uniforms because I always kind of liked those. They were I didn't they think, were I never groundbreaking they at the time. As, yeah, what Fry was trying to do back then was to rebrand. He was yeah. trying to be Oregon before Oregon was Oregon, and you know and that was Apex. By the unfortunately, way, unfortunately, it it there was a backlash against those uniforms, and they just went away from them, and then. You know, Oregon just slid into that spot. I'm telling it, you, man. It could have been Iowa. It could have been yeah. a different deal. Very strange. If, but uh, typically speaking, when you're, uh, you know, hitching your wagon to somebody in a, a big corporation, maybe hitch it to Nike instead of Apex. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but who knows? I mean, you know what I always think about is it's always been Nike and Reebok, right? Yeah. And then Apex tried to become the third one and they died. Yeah, but not Adidas. But then Under Armour. Is and then, good. But and I was going to say, and yeah. under, but who's to say Under Armour didn't wind up being the second version of Apex, but for whatever right. reason, better marketing, better products, I sure. guess, they made it happen. Yeah, who knows? Could I have know. been a different world. So I, so on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being amazing, 1 being the worst uniform ever. Well, the worst uniform ever is that Florida Gators one where they had like the Gator <laughs> scales. Uh, so that would be the one. It, they're not that bad. <laughs> I'd put them like a three Yikes. or four, maybe somewhere. Three or four. And if yeah. the black pants were there. Oh, boy, they'd be like an eight. Wow. That me. quick. Seven That's or eight. Yeah. You, you yeah. can turn with something like that. That would be an awesome contrast. I think the black helmet, the bright gold jersey and then yeah. black pants. Oh, man, that would be beautiful to to climb inside that uniform brain ears. Yeah. And bounce around for a couple. It'd be scary. to be honest <laughs> with you. All right. Have you been listening to the Zach Smith? Podcast? I have. We have I not have. talked. We about have not talked about all. this yet. Okay, folks just, listening to us, like overall thoughts so because there, I think there are nine yeah. episodes now, eight or nine episodes. Yeah, um, and luckily I had enough drive time this week where I I got a couple in. Um, if you p- folks listening to us, we're not afraid to suggest other podcasts, especially when they're as no. crazy as that one is. I it's, I would recommend giving it a listen. Yeah, a, a couple of the episodes were really really good. Really good. It's starting to tail off for me right now. It is. Yeah. I just I. I didn't think he would have that much material. He needs and he's, to slow down. He's he's putting out so many podcasts now. Yeah, he's right. Running out of he's running out of yeah. uh, material. But the Ed Warner stuff was gold. I yeah. thought that was fantastic. So I, I mean, we should re that. we should reset this, I guess, a little bit. Zach Smith is obviously the former wide receivers coach for Ohio State. Ohio State embattled, the, uh, embattled. Uh, fired by Urban Meyer. Yep. Urban was his mentor. He followed him from so Florida to Ohio State. So so things like that happen somewhat often in the college football world. What the, the, does the coach usually do? Lay low for a year or two. And then get uh, back into coaching. Become Alabama's offensive analyst yep. and then get a head coaching or offensive coordinator right. somewhere else. Zach Smith has going a different route. He's never going to get back into coaching, and he's going scorched earth. It's the most unique uh, perspective we've probably had from a coach, like in terms of inside information, because he has nothing to lose. And this is something Big Kurt and I have talked about, maybe on this podcast, I can't remember, but definitely off the podcast, in that we've always wondered why there hasn't been one, just one yeah. coach that got out of coaching in, in his mid to late 40s after 20 some years right. in the profession and finally just said, I'm never going back to hell with it. And just wrote a tell-all book or podcast. It's never happened until essentially now. Right. But, you know, one thing that he said, I think it was the most recent one, he was talking about recruiting, and and he admits it's a really dirty game. But he also says, you know, all this stuff with players getting paid, 
you don't know about any of this stuff. And and I believe that because as a coach, you can't know about that. If you know about it, you're culpable, right? Yeah, and you so bring you, not only yourself down, but the whole university right. down. So you, I've gotten into fights with people on Twitter, and they're tep- they're typically from the SEC. Um, and then I try to get back out of that because you know you're just arguing with a stupid person right. at that point. But they are adamant that ninety eight percent of the student athletes are paid. They're like literally on a payroll right now. No, I think it's very few. I very think it's few. The the it's the really highly coveted guys at the top. Although with this the LSU thing, did you they were they paid a guard yeah. 180 grand. Right. And by the way, does that that number 180 grand, does that Ring a bell for you at all? Was that uh, Cam Newton's number? That's what Mississippi State offered Cam Newton. <laughs> so is that just still the is going that just rate? like the going rate? But then or has it moved up because it used to be 180 grand for a quarterback, for, and, and now, now it's, it's a for guard. a guard. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't that Inflation. crazy? Like that's how good the market is. It just like at naming a price. Well, this is this is what a five star guy's worth. It's 180. So I guess we're kind of contradicting ourselves right here because if there's a guard for yeah. LSU making 180 thousand dollars, maybe maybe 98 percent of SEC. Uh, I don't uh, think it's even that around. much. I mean, I don't I don't see them paying certainly not that much money, but I don't see them paying for like a three-star kid. Right. I I, I don't know. I could But be the wrong. long long story short is he has been asked about it repeatedly. Like to the point where people on Twitter have said, mm-hmm. "What why are you, you know, telling us about everything else but hiding the money for yeah. recruits?" And he's gone back and said, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I haven't been a part of. I actually believe that. And I do, too. Yeah. I do, Now, too. the one thing I thought was weird, I love hearing the recruiting stories. You know how much I love recruiting. The Tyjon Lindsay one, where yeah. he was convinced that Tyjon Lindsay uh, committed to Nebraska because Adidas gave him a bunch of swag. Do you really believe that that would cause a kid? I and mean, in that case, you're he, going... didn't, he didn't do it as a Nebraska set it up. It was yeah. It was Adidas. It was Adidas, right? Saying we want you to go to an Adidas school, right? So we're gonna so give we're gonna you give swag. you the swag. That to me, that was interesting with the the Adidas and, and apparently Adidas and maybe was it a little bit with Reebok? They're dirtier. Uh, it was generally considered they're dirtier than Nike. And, he did and say Under something Armour. about Reebok. I don't remember what it yeah. was though. So that what, what what that opened my eyes up to that I I guess haven't thought about before uh, and that maybe that's a that's naivety on my part what your school picks as your apparel mm-hmm. it's a big deal oh it is a big deal bigger deal than what i thought it was yeah. i thought it was just more some like how many kids like nike is compared to adidas is compared to under armor that's part of it a bigger part of it is th- th- if that company is willing to make deals right yeah well, I mean, we're seeing with with all the basketball stuff how important these companies really are. Right. Did you know that back when Nike got into college football, it was like 1995-ish, right? Yeah, we were just talking about the, that era of, of uniforms, that Illinois was one of the original, I think, eight teams that they chose really? to sponsor. Okay. Wow, what a different world. It all comes back to Illinois. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I only found that out like in the last year or two. Oh, I could, cool. I, like, uh, I remember it at the time, and it was a big deal. I don't remember us being one of eight schools, though. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, speaking of Big Ten stuff with the Zach Smith podcast, Ed Warner, who now is the offensive line coach at Michigan, Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> was formerly the offensive line coach at Ohio, Ohio State, State. Yep. and then, then the promoted OC. to the offensive coordinator yeah. when Zach Smith was there. 
um, Zach Smith goes out of his way to make Ed Warner. Yeah, sound which is like why a, I don't believe all of it a hundred percent. Okay, I think, I think he's exactly. We haven't even talked. Okay, we haven't even talked about this. So, you already alluded to it just a couple minutes ago about when I first listened to it. It was it was gold. Yeah. As it's gone on, it's gotten more silly. Um, just less I, significant. There's just not a yes. whole lot. Of, there's not. A, it's not nearly as interesting as it was the first four or five episodes. Right. And then the other side of it is he he definitely brings up a lot of good points, I would say, about football and even some stuff outside of football. Um, but the more he talks, the more I think he's quite the sleazeball. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to just just chalk it up to him being a sleazeball without knowing him. But you, there's some trashiness you, you'd yes. sense there. There's there's some WT going on <laughs> yeah, there a little with, bit. with Zach Smith. A little but, bit. Yeah. But there's more fun stuff to, to go through. I would give it a listen. Yeah, I would recommend it. I mean, I, I still listen. It's still, you know, worth my time. But the, there was a couple, the coaching episode where he ranked all the coaches. I mean, obviously very biased. Yeah. But that was my favorite episode. I can't remember what else he was talking about, but that was a good one. I would if want, say if you want to give it a listen. Yeah, I listened to that one. Uh, he couldn't pronounce uh, Kirk Ferentz's name or, or, or Dantonio. Dantonio's name. He called name. him Dantoni. <laughs> Dantoni. Yeah. And what did he call Ferentz? Ferentz. Ferentz. He did, he okay. did the Ferentz. A lot of people do that, yeah, though. I suppose. But I think he's, he probably did that intentionally. But what he said about Kirk Ferentz was, well, he's he's on the hot seat. He's almost fired, and then he gets his job yeah, back. Yeah, he I'm wasn't like, really. Ac- it wasn't really accurate. That's he, not even. Yeah, he was out of touch there. About. Yeah. Anyways. Um, all right, should we move on to the, the meat of the episode here? <laughs> I guess so. You want to pitch it or do you want me to? You can pitch it. All right, there's this guy on Twitter. Yeah. Ant Wright is, is who he is on Twitter, and his handle is at It's Ant Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T, and he's a Michigan fan. Yeah, you have to definitely, yep, definitely put have that to out for Put the... that out there. And he did a list of his friendliest Big Ten Twitter fan bases. Now, this is Twitter- only. He's not talking yep. about meeting in person. Yep. Friendliest Big Ten fan bases on Twitter. It got a lot of it got a lot play of play. run. There's tons of people commenting. It was fun. And I, I, Ant's got a lot of followers. He's yeah, got he like does. fifteen thousand followers. Yep. So uh it's a good that, follow. He picked up a follow by me. I think it was either right before or right that's how that. I, I got care. that's how I started following. I think for this list you start at the bottom, right? Yeah, start at the bottom. Okay. <laughs> Keep it in mind he's a Michigan fan. So at the bottom, coming at number fourteen. Is Ohio State now? I in this case, I'm I'm different. I'm a little bit weirder with uh-huh. this, but there is actually very few Twitter people, even that aren't Michigan fans, that would disagree with this. They are Point the Big is, Ten's SEC school, okay. pretty much in terms of annoying fan bases. Don't with, you think? Yes, I I have to agree with a caveat. Okay, as far as Mob mentality getting out. If they have to get after somebody, they will. There's no denying that. I don't think Ohio State fans would deny that. We have a good friend of ours that's Ohio State fan. He says it too. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I would say, and this is, again, this is just my personal opinion that when I uh, uh, an interaction with Ohio State fans is two years ago after two, almost three, when Iowa waxed Ohio uh-huh. State, I, I was shocked at Ohio State fans' response. They were like, was afraid of this game. You got us. Really? Like okay. they were above and like I, I'm dead serious. Ninety percent of the fans were like not jerks about it. Huh. I was okay. I was I was shocked at That's that. That's good to hear. Okay. I mean, do you so 
I don't know. Again, we're talking about Twitter only. So do you see a lot of obnoxiousness specifically from Ohio State fans on Twitter? I would just say <laughs> this, the, the, this is the biggest compliment I can give. Mm-hmm. And this is to both Michigan fan bases and Ohio State's fan base. We'll get to Michigan. They don't take a day off on Twitter. <laughs> they hate each other 365 yeah. days a year. When Michigan was making their run in the College World Series, um, that sucked, though, by, by the way. I tuned in to watch that game three. I don't know if you tried at all. I didn't. I was, it, was, it was over by the third inning. Was so it okay? It would have been the first uh, championship in baseball for the Big Ten since like, like the 60s, 60s, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, if, if it's an if it's a Auburn-Alabama thing, You'll see Auburn fans actually chilling, cheering kind of supporting for, Alabama if, if yeah. they're going against a, that will never, never ever, ever with an Ohio State. And family. I'm happy about of that. Of course I am. <laughs> I pointed out all the time, all the time that uh, when, when you see SEC fans supporting each other, especially when it's a rival, I can kind of understand. Yeah, like South Carolina, sure, Kentucky, fan, or whatever. Yeah. If they're not d- direct, uh, but but. Don't give me this Auburn Alabama no. is the greatest rivalry in college nope. sports when they cheer for each other right. sometimes. Not acceptable. Ohio State fans <laughs> no, not no. only don't do that, they will find something funny in the middle of June and turn it around and yeah. make fun of Michigan True. nonstop. Okay. Okay. Moving on up to number thirteen, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, which I think that he accurately pegged them. Twitter. Just on Twitter. Yep. Now th- there's probably no bigger disparity between in-person and Twitter for one fan base than Nebraska. Because generally, everything I've heard, you go to a Nebraska game as an opposing fan, you are welcomed with open arms. They treat you well. They're friendly. I hear that all the time. But on Twitter, different story. And this is – two things I would point out is that I I mostly agree with that, but I have definitely had my in-person issues with Nebraska okay. fans. But I think that has a lot to do with the fact that I'm an Iowa Probably, that, yes. I, I don't think Illinois or no. you know, Michigan State, maybe as much fans are going are gonna to feel that. The other thing that I would say is that this is something I've learned in the last year or so with Nebraska fans on Twitter. I did not believe it when it okay. got pointed out to me. I am here to say I admit it now. Okay. Most of the jackhole Nebraska fans uh-huh. are younger. Really? Yes. Okay. You would think. I guess I haven't noticed. It would that. be somebody our age because in their formative years, that's when Nebraska was running shop. Sure. But they're they're not as bad as the 25, 22, 23 okay. year old. Okay. I'm gonna have to You're, pay attention next yeah. time. Trust me on this one. But it's I, I wonder if may, it seems like sometimes that the unwritten rules of Twitter maybe haven't filtered all the way to the state of Nebraska, like the the etiquette of Twitter. I mean, and in, in to to uh, precursors, we're going to try to have a Iowa versus Nebraska uh, podcast soon. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we're trying to get it set up. Um, little little teaser there. I think they call those um, I, I, the the mob mentality. And gang gang uppedness yes. of Nebraska fan. When we talk about Ohio State, Nebraska fans, they got that going on too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I've I've experienced it personally. Correct. Where they don't they attack you, but they just immediately go to personal attacks. Like it's not attacking what you said; it's right. attacking you Correct. personally. Yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll go crazy. Yes. And then, um, but I will say. If my our our friend uh, Danimal listener went yep. to the I went to the uh, Minnesota Nebraska yeah. game last year, so they were great. 
said, you know, on Twitter, had a great time mm-hmm. at Nebraska football, whatever. I think to this day, that is the biggest, most likes and retweets he's ever That's got. That's right. He got because a, they yeah. got the mob mentality yeah. on the positive, the positive. side. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Moving on up again. This guy is from Michigan, Michigan <laughs> fan, Michigan State coming in at number 12. What do you think about that? I honestly have no I don't, opinion. Michigan State fans are surprisingly a, quiet on they Twitter. They are. Why is that? I do not know. It, it, are they really that focused on basketball? Maybe. You don't just know. don't see much from their football you fans. You do not. Where and are you, Sparty? Come on. I, I hear you. They and they've they've have the right to throw as much shade around the, big, the Big Ten East as anybody does for and the last specifically five to, 10 years. to Michigan. Correct. Because they've owned Michigan in the last ten years or Correct. so. Yeah. And you would think because they're quote little brother, that's what Michigan calls them, that they would have this Napoleon complex that they'd be compensating for. But and then, and then it rises up on Twitter. Yeah, then then it would, but it doesn't. Yeah, I, I was interested in to say about Michigan State. You've my, my thoughts exactly. That's okay. Exactly. Yep. Moving up to number eleven, Penn State. Pretty chippy. Yeah. Pretty overconfident. That's what I get from them. Um, a little, a, a touch of overconfidence. Uh, proud. A proud, proud Definitely fan. Definitely pride. Base. Yes. Um. I do not want to go down this rabbit hole, but I will say this. The it, horrible things that happen yeah. in the back. Not uh, uh, J- Joe Smith from Allentown's fault. He right. didn't. He didn't. No. Wasn't his fault. No. Then he didn't do anything wrong. And but he's been a Penn State fan all his fifty-two yeah. years. Right. You know. If people started attacking my university because of that stuff, I, I would, I would probably flare up too. Yeah, I would definitely flare up. And I think that's what you see a lot of times. Hmm. Okay. Thought, yeah? Yeah. Overall, though, um, hit and miss with Penn State. Yeah. Um, Active, but not overactive. Yeah, Chippy, not, but, right. but not consistently. You would think they'd be a little more active than they are. Maybe it's just the distance that they're so far away from Minnesota. Is that could be. We just don't yeah. see it as much. Yeah, could be. I don't know. Um, all right, moving up to 10. Purdue University. I'm glad that he noticed that Purdue's kind of on the – you know, the lower end of this now, because I've got a lot of followers on, uh, that are Purdue fans, and I love them, and they're great. They're good follows, but they're pretty chippy. They're in their 13 and 13 the last two years. <laughs> they are like a smaller sample size version of Nebraska fans. Kind of. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's either it's either really positive and have a good outlook on football and life in general or just. Man, they are attacking you yeah. the second something goes. And this is recent. This is like very, very recent. I mean, yes. I, w- I would say since the end of Jeff Brom's first season. Yes, recent. absolutely. Yeah. So basically a year. Yeah, is, just over is, a year. But like, it's almost as if everything prior to 2017 <laughs> never happened and that they have this storied past now one, one history. thing that i try to do in life and then certainly on you know twitter and sports is like put yourself in that person's sure. shoes <laughs> yeah. i'd be doing the same thing would you okay for doing like and i want to let's out, just talk about now i want to point out one listener at boilers 32 i think is his handle he, okay. he's one of these guys changes his name all the yeah. time so you never yeah but i think it's at boilers 32 and uh he's a good follow definitely give him a follow good guy uh he was bagging on rutgers did okay. you see that exchange? No. no. And then, uh, so I have this recent Rutgers follow who's uh, Zuzu RU. She's at Zuzu oh, on yeah, fire. Yeah, I've seen her. She's okay. really she writes for Off Tackle Off Tackle oh, nice. Empire. Okay. 
Um, so uh, Rutgers grad writes about Rutgers, and I tagged her on it because he was bagging on Rutgers, and I started a war. Like they started going back and forth, and like Rutgers fans were coming out of the woodwork to support her. It was it was, and so the Boilers guy, he's like, "Oops, sorry, like, I, sorry, I I got all this started." So he kind of backpedaled a little bit, but um, it was fun to watch. Nice, yeah. All right, moving on to number nine, Indiana Hoosiers. I'd have them higher towards. The I'd have them higher, top. I think. Yeah. Now you know one thing I'll maybe say. I'm, about, maybe I'm basing that off of uh, Crimson Cream because I get such a kick. Yeah, out of they're those guys. they're awesome, but I don't think Indiana fans get enough credit for how for how good they are towards their football team, like how rabid they are about their football team. They care more about – there's more Indiana football heritage than what they get credit for. Absolutely. Yeah. And everyone just assumes, well, nobody in Indiana cares no, about they, IU they football. Care. They I absolutely mean, their do. attendance could be better, sure. But, sure, yeah. you know, circumstances that, you know, as, as far as just mediocrity out of the football program. But do not forget about how good the Indiana football program was back in the 80s, Mallory yeah. time. I mean, absolutely. I think because of that – you know, there's a lot of older guys that probably have had kids now, and and sure. and it's you know been tradition. But overall, on Twitter, I just find them to be very down to earth, yeah, agreeable. Now it's fun watching them and Purdue go back and forth because well, those guys hate each other like Ohio State and Michigan does. That I wouldn't say oh, quite to that level. I, I would know, say more like Iowa Iowa State hate. Okay, because I think that's a step down for okay. me. Um, but. Yes, I. But you got it. Hey, you can't judge any of these fan bases off of how they attack their rivals. No, 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 no. The one thing I would say though is that, in fact, I think that's a healthy thing to a certain degree. Yeah. Yes. Now I would say, if if you find yourself having like nine rivals that you're fighting with okay. on Twitter, yes, <laughs> when you probably only have two or three, you don't have nine rivals. At that right. point, you might just be maybe, kind of a, maybe a back it off yeah. a little bit. Okay. Number eight, Rutgers, Scarlet Knights. I, I don't hear, I'd never <laughs> see anything negative. I'll say that the, the pause in our, the podcast right there. I think that's so it, it's, that's what I hear from on, on Twitter. Almost nothing. Yeah. Well, you're, you've, you've had a little bit more. I've got a lot of, lately. I've got a lot of yeah. Rutgers interactions on Twitter. Um, and again, Zuzu, are you? She's great, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any. I don't see them do anything negative. Yeah, so I, I would definitely have them on the the higher end. And of I this guess list. when that's the case, you kind of rank them towards the middle because yeah. you don't know where to put them. Yeah, maybe. Which leads which us right brings to us seven. to Maryland, number seven. Same thing. And they're probably just they're like Michigan State. When does basketball start? I think even way way more so. You think more so? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, just there's obviously way more football tradition at Michigan State sure. than there is at Maryland. Yeah, but you see it ramping up now. They're pretty excited about Loxley. I think and so. The, and the players he's bringing in. But th that happens every time there's a new coach sure. that comes yeah. in. You can start sure. seeing the positivity. So you will see if they get off to a good start, but if it's two or three years from now and it's not much better brand of football, they're just they're going to go back and uh, agree. But here's one thing. They, they, they kind of get off the hook maybe a little bit because they don't really have a true rival in the conference. Yeah, it's. Stuff. So there's not a whole lot of negativity that they can spew out That's there. Good point. Really okay, good point. moving up to number six, Minnesota on on the the better side of things. Coming from a, a Michigan fan, what do you think? Um, I think if any of my Iowa brethren hear me talking right now, at least sixty percent of them are going to want to strangle me okay. when I say that. Overall, I don't view Minnesota fans 
on Twitter or in person. Maybe I'm letting in-person stuff affect my Twitterness here. I find them to be mostly – they're fine. They're, they're oh, fine. I agree. Yeah. You know, one but, thing that I think is weird on Twitter is I get the feeling from Minnesota fans that they act like they're starved for success. They, they've been pretty they've been, solid for yeah. many years. Yeah. I mean, one of my you know buddies, listener, follower on Twitter, Ryan Selesky, um, we, we've talked about this before where every now and then he's like, hey, hey. We're not Rutgers here. Let's no, look, I mean, like you know, like to a certain degree, it's weird with Minnesota in that because they were so dominant, you know, thirties, forties, fifties time to, frame, basically up till the sixties, right? Um, and certainly, it's a drop off from there. But people well, sure. act like they were winning ten games a year to winning two. Right? It's not that big of a drop off. Like Minnesota no. has consistently gone to bowls. They've had absolutely, you know, average to above average teams. I think that's where. It's like a conundrum with Minnesota fans in, in yeah. that respect. It's where strange. It's like, you know, uh, uh, pay attention to us, but not too much. Yeah. Um, you know, we expect to be good, but we don't expect to be that, that good. good. We just want to yeah. be, you know, better. Uh, we like PJ. We don't like PJ. Yeah. It, that is the conundrum. Yeah, I just get this feeling like, oh, we can't wait till we're winning with PJ. We're finally going to be winning. No, you've been winning. Yeah, I mean – PJ could wind up winning right at what Glenn Mason and to a certain degree, Jerry kill. won yeah. at. Yeah. I guess maybe, I don't know. Obviously you want more than that, but it's right. just, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird dynamic there. Okay. Moving up to number five, Wisconsin. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, it's it, literally just what I said about Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I would pretty much apply to Wisconsin and the fact that I know there are, <laughs> I don't mean to, put this from an Iowa point of view all the time, but there's a ton of Iowa fans that have extreme issues with Wisconsin fans. I think you would find that that's okay. mostly Iowa fans that live on the Eastern side or Northeastern sure. side of the state. I find Wisconsin fans to be knowledgeable on their team and the overall football landscape. Okay. Reasonable and touch of arrogance for, for there's the a last touch of five, to, five to eight years. Definitely. But I'm going to, I've said this before. I feel like more than any, Team. Maybe maybe Michigan State would be close. Wisconsin fans take it for granted. Uh, well, take it for granted, and, and and maybe because of that, we don't. I don't see much from Wisconsin no, fans on Twitter. I do not see much from them at all. So there's a parallel: Michigan State and Wisconsin. Yeah, and that is and odd. Both fan bases, not a horrible background, a solid football background that has been at its best the last five to ten years. Absolutely, you would think it would bring out. More arrogance, more activity on Twitter, yeah. but they kind of look at it the same way. Well, now, the one thing I would say is with both fan bases, I mean, I travel in Wisconsin a lot. I got family that lives there. I got a lot of friends from Wisconsin. They are definitely Badger fans. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they're they're Packer fans first. Packers first, beer second, Badgers third, right? I mean, I would say Packers first, beer second, a combination of seriously like cheese and bratwurst. Okay, third, third. and then fourth is the Badgers. Uh, I think that's fair. I right? think it's. I wait, think it's wait, accurate. can I can I do another one? Okay, <laughs> Packers first, okay, yeah. beer second, uh, sausage, cheese third, hunting and fishing. Yes, fourth. That's a good point. And then the Badgers. Yeah, are fifth. And I'll give maybe you because of. Maybe we just figured out why they're not so active on Twitter. It's hard to get they cell might. service out in the lake. That's true. And, you know, to tweet while you're eating. Yeah, or maybe, you know, when they get service, they're going to tweet about what they just killed <laughs> instead of the Badger or game. Um, but my dad is a good good example. He's a Badgers fan, but he's Packers first by wave, far and wave. away. Yeah. 
And I'll talk to him. Hey, did you watch the Badgers game yesterday? Nah, no, nah, I was kind of busy. Weird. What, what's wrong with you? Yeah, that's weird. I don't get it. And I mean, to me, I don't know if that's technically a Badger fan at that point. Yeah. But I mean, he cheers for him. He wants him to win. If it's a big game, he watches it. Yeah. But like, he's not going to watch him play an out of conference game. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. If my team there, was that good, is... I would never miss a snap. Correct. I would try to memorize I feel every like there's... little more of that with Badger fans than there are most of the fan bases in the Big Ten. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Ohio State, Michigan, Nebraska, Iowa fans, they're not missing a, a second of right. their – Yeah. Okay. okay. So, again, Michigan fan here doing this ranking puts Michigan at four, <laughs> which, I'm. hey, he didn't put him at one, right? Yeah. It's, is that the – well, if I put him at one, it's going to – It's going to discredit so this entire go, thing. I'll go four. Yeah. Um, but another fan base you don't see a lot on Twitter, really, ooh, from them. I don't, I don't think. know about that. Well, that's true because the, the Ohio State stuff you see a lot of. That's I just, a good point. I just see a lot of activity. Okay. I, I would put them like third or fourth for activity in Twitter. It may be right. Um, but as a fan base, aloof, definitely, okay. right? A little bit um, – well, okay, here's what I have. <laughs> you aren't this nice is what I, is what yeah, I put I, in my I, notes. I can't I, – I randomly got – into a Twitter war rabbit hole last week. Okay. Week and a half ago with Mich- with a Michigan fan. Okay. And um he it was uh I can't remember what the poll that was out, but basically he it wasn't a ranking of quarterbacks. He just took a stab at Nate Stanley okay. about how awful he was. And I'm like I'm just yeah, I was I had some <laughs> I didn't have enough going. I was like curious like why right. why would you you know go out of your way yeah and then he, i i gave just like a very quick stat he's like yeah i guess you're right i, I was just kind of you know i mean that and by the way that just that that, that summarizes twitter, twitter right there um with that being said i don't care what you say you you can try to make a list and say this is just twitter but it's like somebody recording a podcast don't tell me you're unbiased that there isn't outside right. things that are going to affect you have outside uh, uh, interactions with fans mm-hmm. that, that is affecting his list here. Yeah. I can't stop that from me affecting my thought process yeah, of course. with Michigan fans. Right. They're they're quite arrogant in, in person. And there's one particular douchebag who I won't mention that specifically kind of throws off the entire Michigan fan base for me personally. Okay. Um, the other thing, too, is I remember there. this was 14 – 12, I don't know, years ago, Michigan at Iowa. And there was one, there's two Michigan fans sitting in almost an all Iowa part of the section. Mm-hmm. And he just rang this cowbell Ugh. all game. And, and Iowa fans were like, if you don't put that cowbell <laughs> down, I am going to stick it up. Did he, he but he didn't stopped. put it down. Never stopped. Huh. I don't know. Well, okay. okay. Moving up to number three, Northwestern. I got no problems with that. They're too sophisticated to be mean. Aren't they? Nerds aren't typically <laughs> nerds mean. aren't mean. They're good people, <laughs> nice people. But no, I I would say honestly, there and on Twitter, I there's a lot of there's a lot of Northwestern activity. There, out there. more a than you expect. More Northwestern yep. activity than I thought there would be. And this is not a knock at Northwestern, but they just don't have a big fan base because it's not a big school, right? No, yeah, I mean, and their enrollment's like fifteen thousand, right? But uh, a very intelligent enrollment that are very right. savvy with any kind of, you know they're sure. obviously uh interactive a lot 
you're you're it's not going to be often that a northwestern fan is being a d-bag just to be just for the sport of being a d-bag you're really not going to see that because they're too analytical yes and which is good that that yeah. typically analytics stop you from saying ridiculous things yeah and that sums up northwestern's fans i like that yeah. i like what you did there okay moving up to number 2 <laughs> illinois yeah i, I mean I, I know I know an Illinois fan sitting across the the table from me, yeah. but I just don't. Run now, if into this a... was a Big Ten basketball podcast, you would have a different feeling, a little bit more arrogance there. Oh, very arrogant! And yeah. to, like, it, don't get me wrong, Illinois has great basketball fans, but they're a little delusional. Like they feel like they sh- they're at like a top ten program or top fifty. They're not right. You know, historically, if you look, they're like top twenty five maybe, yeah. but they have this idea that there's something that they're not really um then switching to football yeah back to football we're, we're I, just broken right well but but i don't they they i mean you're a good representation you're not a jerk on twitter you're accepting no. of where illinois football is right now um yeah. there is some proudness that'll flare up like hey 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 we've had some success i i mean i definitely that. do that yes and you should i would you do have the same to thing correct people when you. they're wrong but they don't the, – the biggest thing is, like, does a fan base go out of their way to attack people? Illinois does not do that. No. And, yeah. I, I I mean, I think it just goes back to we're a beaten, broken fan base. We've Something just like been that. beaten down for yeah. so much over the last 10, 15 – oh, hell, 25 years that it's like how much of a jerk can you be? And coming in at number one, the Iowa Hawkeyes. I'll stop, obviously. You go. You would- well, every fan base has their lunatic fringe. I mean, I've definitely seen some crazies from Iowa. Overall, yeah, positive. I mean, I would definitely put them in the top half of the Big Ten. I don't know if I have them. So they could I don't be. know if I have a definite number, number one. one. Yeah, I know But that's, it's not crazy to rank them number one. Like, there are shades of if there was a team way outside where they should be. Like if Indiana was last, you'd be like, right. why, you know, or Ohio State was first as the sure. most friendly. You'd be like, this thing's off. I agree with you. For the most part, you could throw, you know, a ring around five or six fan bases as far as being the friendliest and pick one out of there for being the most friendly. Yeah. So maybe that's kind of what Iowa is. Sure. This, this is my take on Iowa Twitter and then Iowans in general. Okay. You tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. If you come at them with respect, sure. and even if you're questioning something, if you don't word it like a D-bag or like try to get antagonistic, mm-hmm. you will get positive back from Iowa fans, and, and they will interact with you. Okay. On a, do you, fair. Do you, is that fair? Fair. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Yes, we have I, – what I would say, though, is even when we have the, the fringe crazy ones – they get chastised by they do. Iowa fans. I've seen like, that, We will actually. literally gang up. There's one, and I don't want to give his name out, but he steals content from the Iowa sports writers oh. all the time. Really? He acts like it's his, and there's okay. a couple other guys that are just the, just the, the, the why don't we win 12 games every year? Sure. Like, I, I would say for the most part, like, just shut up. Like, but they go they attack them. Like I've got a lot of Iowa fans muted because of okay. those two things right there. Now I'll mention some, I do get ribbed by certain Iowa fans, but it's in a good way. Like they're, it's a playful yeah. way. They're, they make fun of me for being an Illinois fan, but they're, they're not a holes about it. I think sometimes they can, sometimes they can, they be. can sure. be. And I, I don't like to see that. Um, but and then the, the most recent one was, Oh, this, 
<laughs> we gotta we gotta end on that, right? Okay, sure. So it's I got I got it. It's well, his Twitter oh. name is Jesus Hawks and Hams, like, but it's spelled H E Y Z E U S, but like right. Jesus Hawks and Hams. Yeah. So I'm not sure how Jesus would feel about the Hams part, but anyway, I guess he likes Hams beer, but. <laughs> It was hysterical because I made fun of the Iowa uniforms, yep, the alts. Yep. And he came at me and he said, what did he say? He said something like, stay in your lane, oh, yeah, stay, line, I or clean up your own house or yeah, something like that. Yeah. But then, and he, then you, he came back the next morning and said, you know what? I came in a little hot there. Sorry about that. I was drunk <laughs> at the bar and the guy wouldn't play the karaoke song. <laughs> Uh, but I love the. And comments. I missed all the exchange yeah. the night before. Yeah, the next the you first just time the, I saw okay. it was his retort, and I was like, "That might be the, mo- the most." It was hilarious. Honest. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. Yeah, so seems like a good guy, but yeah, right. came in a little hot. He said. <laughs> all right, that was man. Awesome. That's 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 the list right there. You know, I thought this was going to be the thirty-seven minute podcast. It's we not. Would. Yeah, we we're over find, fifty. Yeah, we always find something to talk about. It's amazing that we can spend that much time talking about just one tweet. Basically, we love college football. Yes, we do. All right. Big Ten football. And the last thing I would say is we are definitely um, getting to We're the point. ramping up, baby. Well, the list and the rankings that are being put out by some of those Twitter college football handles were like they're they're grasping at straws to just come up with oh, something yeah. to rank and to get sure. people talking. And I love the effort. I'm not going to try to bag on them too much, but right. every now and then I want to reply like. Wow, we're uh, yeah. we're really scraping, we're scraping the, the barrel. Bar- yeah. <laughs> you can watch a baseball game. <laughs> Go spend time with the fam. Because <laughs> you're not going to do it in the fall. All right. right. Um, good stuff, man. Thank yeah. you. Uh, we're back at it. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. As always, please, uh, please forward this on. Please uh, subscribe. Yeah, Get some more it. friends in it. And, yeah, all that good stuff. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Okay. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.